Last time on Colony Confidential. Probably about four years ago, you and Alan and Billy started telling me, you know, some things are going to change and some of your drivers that have bad records might not be insurable. Yeah. So I started in our company meeting, letting everybody know that, look, we don't want to terminate anybody for bad driving records. But the truth of the matter is you're, you may be uninsurable. And if, if yeah. you're uninsurable, that, that, that's, that's somewhat of an out in, in most States in terms of department of labor issues. Right. A lot of, a lot of the technicians in the industry need to understand is, you know, what you do on your personal time is no longer your personal time. Uh, you know, if you, if you get a DUI or a speed, there's really not an insurance carrier out there that's going to allow you to be in the fleet. But we talk about this all the time. You have to think about all your liability and risk before even thinking about killing a friggin' pest. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in, in terms of a situation like that, I mean, it's always great to do good team building activities, but your best bet would be to pay a company to drive the bus. Right. You know, because you, you have an auto liability there too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if you've got your entire team on a bus and there's a situation, you know, that, that could put you out of business a week later. We're talking about Pest Pack Select, the power of the market leader simplified. So remember, listen to that. The power of the market leader, Pest Pack, simplified. Functionality built on more than 30 years of leading pest control experience to help guide your business towards meeting its goals. For small, residential, and light commercial pest management businesses to help you save time and money as well as enable you to reach your full business potential. So, Joe, you got any more questions for this gentleman? I do. Well, just to reiterate, we Frank and I both learned from the best in our respective professions. But uh, just to get back to cyber, because I do think, even though we spoke about it last year, and I think it's important, anybody that's ever had any type of weird shit happen on their computer, it's probably some type of, what would be uh, defined as a cyber attack. So Frank, what, I mean, and not, we're not gonna hold you to this, right? But what does cyber, what does it cover? The core of it is somebody gaining access to your systems and using them to hurt you and to gaining information on your clients, credit card information, bank accounts, check copies, you know, things of that nature. Um, if you're storing credit card data, right. You know, all of it, basically the liability of it is, is the privacy and security um, of, of your client's information. And the truth is, there's regulatory issues that, that can arise from that. I mean, if, if, if there's a hack or breach of your system, any kind of privacy breach, um, not only can they damage your, your, your hardware, but if it, if it gets brought before any, any, kind of, uh, any, any kind of court, they can mandate that the company pay for credit monitoring for every one of their customers for one year, two year period. And so that, that, that's the, 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 the most used or the, the best coverage out of, out of a cyber policy is, is the, uh, is the breach response is the, uh, you know, is, is maintaining uh, credit monitoring on, on your entire book of business, which could be very costly. Yeah. So here's a question. If, if you're using some type of customer management software tool that does your billing and everything like that, right? Right. Right. Now they are storing the credit card. If you're entering at one time and then like even my staff, after they enter it in our customer management software, right. they can only see the last four digits after they enter it. Right. So should we be getting a certif 
you know, like a COI. It's it, yeah, definitely because when when it come if it's something big, they're gonna hit the cloud where all this stuff is stored, and and it's gonna drop down to you know to the individual company utilizing that cloud. So yeah, I would definitely uh, you know ask you know what their what their cybersecurity policy looks like, and can we get a certificate of insurance? Right, like be a, and ask to be a certificate holder, right? Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, additional insurance is going to be tough. I don't think. I don't think you can get additional insurance on a cyber. But um, yeah, I would. I would get a certificate of insurance, and it should be. It should be substantial in terms of a limit. I mean, most companies we're doing on the individual uh, small business side is a, usually a million or five or five hundred thousand. So if you've got a company that's storing a thousand accounts, you know, a thousand companies and all their all their credit card and checking data. You know, I'm going to want a lot more than a million, or I would expect a lot more than a million. Right. Because if they get into that cloud, they're going to hit a lot more than one. Is there an equation? I don't know if there is, but there is an equation. If you're doing $3 million a year in credit card sales, is there, then you should have X amount of coverage limit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they go all the way up. You know, they got $5 million, $10 million. They, they go way up. But you need to weigh it, obviously. I mean, the, the first million is always the most expensive million. You know, each million thereafter typically decreases in price. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're running, if you're running $3 million on, on, on credit card sales, it's something you should definitely, you know, speak to me or your broker about because there's, there's a lot of open doors there. Even if it's being stored somewhere else, it's still going to drop down to the company. Right, but at least at least at that point, if with a cyber attack, the whole point of is to have someone else holding the weight with you a little bit. Right, right. Which is always, which is always on the litigation side, it's always better than you know you alone. Is there anything you want to uh, tell us about? Anything that you have in store? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be at all the events this year. Uh, stop by and see me. In terms of new product. In the marketplace, like I said, it's sort of status quo. Cyber's been evolving. You know, what we've been looking to do is line up everybody's dates. So renewals happen all on one day. You have one set of certificates for the year, you know, and then all the add-ons thereafter. Just kind of, it's, it's a matter of us improving efficiency from our service side, uh, where you have one person who handles all your, business, all your accounts, uh, same date every year. There's, uh, I've, I've done a couple of articles with PMP talking about the PMP's toolbox, there's policies that uh, people think they're covered for, or you know, there's instances or, or scenarios people think they're covered for, but you know, GL is not the end all. There, there's a, a variety of issues that happen day to day that a general liability policy is not going to respond to. So there's other ways to get at that. What insurance products do all small businesses hold right now? Typically, the core is, is, is general liability, workers' comp, auto, Umbrella property is kind of level one. And then we get into crime, employment practices, and cyber. It's sort of the, the next level. Yeah. Those things all together, just starting out is difficult. And GL may be all you can afford. Uh, but as time goes on, you, know, you need to be mindful. It's like technology. You, you got to keep your systems updated. Same thing on the insurance side. So if I went into business today... I don't need the exact ballpark figure. What what would I need to pay for insurance? Say I'm doing uh, well. You're I brand new. Start out. Start out is typically a thousand bucks. Any anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand dollars a year. All right, so depending on the state and the limit, it gets cheaper in some states. It's still reasonably inexpensive. 
Yeah, and everybody fine. I mean, we finance everybody. Will finance that for you. Yeah. A lot of guys are surprised at the price. You know, even at trade shows, you know, I'll have a technician stop by and ask, you know, what, what's the startup cost? It's really not a lot. I mean, and as you grow, the premium goes up, but your rates come down. Basically, if you're doing a million dollars, your rate's going to be significantly cheaper than doing a hundred thousand. You know, as time goes on, that should come down as your receipts go up. Right. Now, unfortunately, comp is comp. I mean, you have your experience modification. Uh, which really sets the tone for comp. But, uh, you know, the rate is the rate typically on comp. So just to reiterate, a, a brand new company starting out, general liability, they own, is about 800 to to $1,000 for the policy first year. Yep, yep. And then depending on your receipts, end of year, whatever, it may... You may have to, uh, that. If that you're audit. lucky enough, if you're lucky enough, your rates will go up. Your, your rates will go up. Premium, premium will go up, rates will come down. Yeah, yeah, that means you did more than you expected to do. Right, exactly. Your business is expanding. Right, and then as you start to get certain accounts, the accounts mandate what you should have. You get a co-insured and all of that. Well, not only that, but as a one-man operation, you don't need workers' compensation, right. correct? Legally, but if you have a building that wants it, you're going to have to get what we call ghost comp, which is comp covering nobody, uh, just for certificate purposes. Right, which is something we offer as well. You know, what I, I tell you, what, what I've been hearing a lot of, uh, just in terms of email, is audits. And, you know, what is an audit? Why am I being charged this? Why do they change my current term? What I want, I wanted to just kind of put out to your listening public is whenever we quote workers' comp or general liability in particular, you're estimating what you expect to do that upcoming year. So if you did 90000 last year and you expect to do, you know, 10 15% more, you should be estimating 100 to 105,000 for the upcoming year. Uh, and if your payroll, you know, was 20,000 last year and you expect it to go up, you should be estimating, you know, a logical estimate, say 25,000, because at the end of the, that year, particularly in workers comp, the state mandates that they have to come back and say, "All right, you know, give us your 941s or we want to see bank statements, you know, things of that nature so they can they can quantify what your payroll actually was." And what they'll do at that point is, is bill you an audit for last year. And then what they'll automatically do is, you know, if you if they found 35000 in payroll last year, they're going to go ahead and increase the current year as well. So a lot of times it's a double-edged sword where, you know, you're doing great, you've grown, you have a, a, a larger payroll. They're going to charge you for what you didn't pay last year, and then they're going to increase this year. And it's not something that only one carrier does or one industry does. That's That's globally... Uh, particularly in more comp because the state mandates that they have to report back to the comp board. Right. I mean, the work comp is the the hardest one too also because if you add positions throughout the year, then then that gets added on top. It's just one of those things that you almost always know that you're going to pay more. And and it's good to kind of you know, know know where your policies are written at and know where you're running. So if you you need to call me midterm and say, hey, you know what, We, we picked up two new techs I don't want to get slammed, you know, could you, could you, you know, bump up the, the pest control payroll a bit, even on the receipt side, if you, if you, if you land a million dollar account and you don't want to get hit with it at the end of the year, you know, give a call and things could be modified midterm as well. Last year we spoke about hidden cameras. Have you seen any increase in those showing up? We had a guy on the news. A guy on the news, yeah, uh, was in the lower lower area of the country, 
Uh, the news was on one night, and ironically, one of the underwriters was watching the news. Uh, so they had full footage. The guy was in the house probably 45 minutes, checking safes, in closets. It was bad. The cops actually arrested him about three blocks from the house. Wow. After he left. And, you know, it's... it's um. It's alarming. You, you're always being watched. I mean, I have cameras in my house. I don't know who else does. Uh, somebody's always watching you. Oh, rings, ring, whatever that door ring thing is now. The ring is one thing. I mean, we've had nanny cams pick up bed bug issues where bed bugs weren't there, but they, they you know, they showed up as the guy was leaving. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's an issue. And, and, and in particular, these hidden camera shows are just waiting to catch a canine or a bed bug company. Yeah. I mean, you should assume every house you walk into is going to be on Dateline because uh, they would love it. I mean, they did it with Ace, with HVAC. They've done it with plumbing. Bed, bed bugs, it's calmed down in the media, but when it was hot, there was actually an article in uh, either PCT or PMP about it. I think PMA even put a warning out about it. It'd be, it'd be great, you know, great TV for them. The bottom line there is to to maintain your professionalism and integrity and have your policies and procedures out there especially in regards to bed bugs and certainly canines um setting the expectations of the customer like a canine is a dog it's an animal it's highly trained but it's not a hundred percent and yeah i agree with you we always tell people always assume you're on camera no matter what if you remember with us we had we had to terminate somebody for driving Basically, our auto insurer called us and said, oh, what's going on with this claim? We were like, what claim, right? And they were like, yeah, your guy backed into a car, blah, blah. And we were like, we have no record of it. And the person was like, there's a video. And we were like, show us the video. We're not, and not, not like denying it, but yeah. the, the technician never told us about the accident. And he, he basically hit a parked car. And it was on camera from another vehicle which is insane how that even happened yeah right so forget about cameras on buildings this was a camera on a vehicle in front of him that saw the whole thing happen and however they gave it to the proper channels and we had to terminate this kid yeah people always think like let me look on a building and see if there's cameras one, you shouldn't be worried about cameras. You should just do the right thing all the time, right? In terms of service, particularly bed bugs or any kind of vacant homes, every one of your techs should be doing it the same exact way. I mean, that's really all you have to rest on uh, when there's a situation because you've got a protocol. Everybody follows the protocol. You never deviate from that protocol. That, that, that's strength in court right there. I'm glad you said that. So now I have all my policy and procedures in place and my service technician completely disregards it and cops to it. I'm still on the hook, but just not as bad, right? Because there's no blatant or what is it? Negligible. Well, you get to a negligent hiring. I mean, if you fail to terminate somebody who is a repeat offender, you know, an allegation can be made that you knew this guy was trouble and you chose to keep him employed. Right. It increases the liability. You're not mitigating your loss. You're increasing the exposure of a potential loss. And the same thing holds true with driving. If you got a guy that's cracking up a car every other week and you got him on NAF speeding and hard braking, he's never been spoken to. He's never been put on notice. He's not on probation and he hasn't been terminated and something bad happens in the, in the vehicle. You're opening yourself up to a lot more because you, right. you know, you fail to eradicate the problem or at least talk about the problem.
final question. We ask this uh, every time we speak. Any new crazy stories from the field that you can actually share with us? Uh, the newest one was that guy on, on the news. That was, uh, that was about six or seven months ago. Um, let me think. What have we had? I really can't say there's been anything too exciting, unfortunately. Jesus, what's going on? Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, people have been behaved, you know, um, the, the cameras, we, we've had two camera issues. One, one didn't go public, but threatened to go public. So that resulted in a whole, uh, legal battle, uh, that was resolved, thankfully, for a lot less than it, it could have been. Uh, yeah, but the big one was, was the, uh, the guy on, on the news. I mean, oh. there was a, there was a drug, a drug problem there. Uh, that resulted in him needing funds, and uh, he was actually an owner. It, was, it wasn't even a technician; it was an owner of a company. And um, the guy had issues, obviously, but it was something very foolish to do in somebody's home, a vacant home. I came into work one morning with, with, with that video clip coming from the carrier. Um, so that was uh, that's probably the most exciting I've seen in the past six or seven months. I think I remember that one. Yeah. That guy, that policy got got canceled pretty quick. <laughs> I think we gave him sixty days, and that was it. I bet you're glad you don't insure Orkin. Yeah, corporate. That one hit that they took was it in Alabama or Mississippi? Al- Alabama, Alabama is is difficult. We do some business in Alabama, but there really is very few insurers who will insure termites in Alabama. The problem is you, you've got litigiously in Alabama. Uh, insurance companies are on the hook for punitive damages unless they filed uh, exclusions on their policy. R- you know, rarely will you have what's called an admitted carrier in, in Alabama. You'll have non-admitted carriers who could kind of throw any endorsements or limitations on coverage that they want to on a policy. Alabama is a very difficult climate to perform pest control, particularly termite, or to insure it. And you do have, you know, attorneys... In the area, I won't say any names, who uh, have made a living on suing pest control companies for termite damages. Once again, select insurance, Frank. Oh, my God. This is my father not being professional. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his ringtone, a motorcycle. <laughs> I like it. They're going to scream at each other right now, two old men on the phone. <laughs> Always a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate your service. Thank you for your, uh, your all your uh, help through the years with us as a company, and your friendship. Uh, look forward to many more years. Did you know eighty six percent of consumers read online reviews before making a decision? So, the star rating of your business and the number of reviews influences your next customer's decision. Podium helps you get more reviews, which gets you more incoming leads. This is a game changer and a no brainer. Hook up with Podium. Go to our website, colonyconfidential.com. you find a lot of information there, and Podium is one of them.